Today is March 29th and baseball is here. Opening day. It's here, folks. It's finally here. Baseball is back in our lives. Everything. The organ. The pop of a catcher's glove. The crack of a hitter's bat. The crowd ooing and eyeing as the ball sails through the air and exploding when it lands over the wall. New York, New York playing us off into the night. The daily lineups, the strikeouts, the fun, the heartbreak, and all the fleeting moments in between. It's all back, and it's going to be with us every day for the next seven months. It's been a long offseason. It's been a wild offseason. Last year, we were one game away from the World Series. Now we enter the season with only one goal, to win the World Series. Get excited, stay excited, let's go. On this episode, we're going to talk lineup, roster, and give a series preview for the four upcoming games against the Toronto Blue Jays. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Caps galore for weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. All right, we've got our first episode that solely focuses on 2018 moving forward this is exciting if it's your first time joining my name is john boy my real name is jimmy i have my co-host here jake he's in denver i'm in california we're two transplanted yankee fans hi jake jimmer big day big day big intro it was big very intro. loud on my end too so it was like a lot but i liked it yeah, I'm 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 jazzed up, man. This is uh not only baseball season, but kind of talking Yanks season. Uh we coincide. So I am excited. I mean everyone has to be excited. If you're listening to this, you have to be excited. If you're not, I don't you're not a baseball fan, and then I don't understand why you're listening to this podcast. Anyone that tunes into our show, this is Christmas. We appreciate you listening if you're not excited, but you, you should be. Should be excited. Get excited. Before we get into anything, I have to say that this podcast is brought to you by AffordableJerseys.com. Yankees jerseys, no names on the back. They don't wear the names on the field, so you shouldn't wear a name on the back in the stands. They are having a special today, $5 off if you use the code JOMBOYOPENINGDAY, all caps, no spaces. $5 off your jersey. I think they're like $99. This brings you down to $95. It's like $40 less than any other site on the internet that offers majestic, cool base jerseys with no names on the back. That's a today-only deal. So if you want to save 5 bucks and go get a jersey without a name on the back, go do that today. They have women's sizes now. For a lot of for all the players you would want a woman's size, like the Stars, that, they have women's sizes now. That's big. They didn't have them earlier. They sponsored the podcast. Thank you very much. Let's talk briefly, Jake, because our last episode, we I went on and on about Bird. We have the news now. The news is, if you don't know, he ha- 
where they removed the bone in his heel, it like grew a bone spur, which can happen when something gets irritated. It like, I don't know, like calcium deposit bone spur builds up and then it gets uncomfortable. They removed it. The surgery is complete. It's now rehab time. Little Dr. John boy, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm so sick of people saying his ankle and multiple injuries that I'm now going to be so precise because I don't understand all of Twitter thinks it's his ankle. It's not. It's his heel. Chop that foot off. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was actually good news for me, and I know good news isn't the best term to use for an injury, but it was defined what it is, which compared to last year was a huge thing when they didn't know what it was. And it's six to eight weeks. It's not the end of the world. You obviously didn't want it to happen, but they diagnosed what it was. There's a timeline. I don't know the reoccurrence possibilities, things like that. It's obviously something they're going to monitor very closely, but it, it is what it is and get better. We, we've got a timeline now. You, you move forward as a team. Yep. The best news is that they diagnosed it early and know what it is. Fingers crossed that they're correct and all that better than last year when it was for three months, they were like, we don't know what's wrong. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. It was like, well, maybe check, check to see if he's got an ostrignanum. Uh, so yeah, whatever. And I, and if he comes back in six to eight weeks, Michael K said that that's a really tentative timeline the Yankees gave, and he should be back in, he said like four to five weeks. Michael K has been long, wrong, long. Michael K has been wrong about a lot of the things he says he has inside information on, but I want to believe Michael on this one. So yeah, bird will be back sooner than, than later for now. Like we did last year, bird go rehab. I know he's going to be hungry to join the team and we'll talk about you when you start making minor league appearances onwards and upwards with the team that is on the field we have the lineup which is kind of cool to get the lineup the whole day in advance yeah that was wild did not expect that so i'm not looking at it so i'm going to try and go from memory brett gardner leading off playing left field aaron judge in the two hole in right field Giancarlo stanton dh'ing gary sanchez catching batting fourth so that's the three righties all in a row then fifth you have aaron hicks that Surprised a couple people. Didi Gregorius behind him at short. And then the bottom of the order is Drury at third base. We knew that. And now Neil Walker at second base. And Tyler Austin, your boy, gets the start at first. This is because there's a lefty on the mound. So what the, what the Yankees have kind of explained is the Neil, while Bird's gone, Neil Walker's everyday player and Tyler Wade isn't because during when a lefty's on the mound, Neil's going to play second base. Austin's going to play first. When a righty's on the mound, Tyler Austin's going to sit. Neil Walker's going to play first and Wade's going to play second. Yeah. I'll always pat myself on the back. I've, I've been hinting towards that all year. There's a lot of platoons. It's kind of a future thing in baseball, unless you're a star player. I like it. I, I really do. I I did feel for Tyler Wade a little bit because, like you said, he – well, the other thing that you announced on Twitter today, he got the number 12. Or I, I, I have that on our list. To talk, I want to talk about that. We can mesh it in I right now. I announced it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple things. Now I'm curious, like, well, what was it going to be when Wade – when Bird was healthy? Who was going to be at second? Probably Walker because of the lefty. Yeah. The other thing is I have two Tyler Wade questions. One – it's kind of a bummer he doesn't get the opening day start. We think he deserves it. But the opening day is on the road. If he starts opening 
you know, it's all matchups at this point, but if he gets the start at Yankee Stadium, that'd be kind of fun for him. What would you rather do if it's you? Would you rather start the home opener for the season or the, the opening day for the season in Toronto? Or would you, if you had to choose, hey, you get to choose. You're going to play the same amount of games. It doesn't change your total games for the first two weeks, but you get to play the home opener or the away opener. What are you choosing with the away coming first? If the away's comings first, you take it, and then you go four for four. <laughs> you, you force the hand. It's tough. I The thing I was leading to was, because he earned the role, everyone's been saying great stuff about him, but it's lefty on lefty, and it is what it is, and it's tough. I, I was curious if they were going to play the, the Neil Walker still figuring it out and having him on the bench as backup first, backup second, but it is what it is. Tyler Wade shouldn't be hurt. He probably finds a way in the game. Uh, either running or defensive replacement or something like that. Yeah, you want to be out there. You want to be out there as soon as possible. Yeah. Okay, next Tyler Wade question. So he yes. got the number 12. That's It's not really a question, kind of just like a statement that clicked in my head. Like, oh, that's that's a moment. I always knew it happens because the rookies and the young guys get the high numbers. But when the Yankees come to you and say, hey, man, you want to change your number? We got these available. That's kind of like more than what it is, right? It's On the surface, you can say it's just a number change. I think there's a little more to it when the Yankees come with you with that offer, and it's a cool moment for him. Is it confirmed that's how the conversation went down? No. But, I mean, he okay. had to. I was going to say, like, could Tyler Wade have been like, oh, so I'm on the team. Yo, can I snag that 12, though? Well, even if he does that and they say yes, it's still, I doubt, I, I would guess they. They would say no to that. I mean, uh. Todd Frazier asked for Paul O'Neill's number last year, and they straight up said, nah, man. That's a totally – that was Paul O'Neill's number. That's totally different. I know. I'm just saying, like, people can ask for numbers, and, like, you would think the – It's nice getting a low number on the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's a nice moment. It's pretty – I was yeah. happy for him. I mean, and 12 doesn't have, like, a crazy history, which is funny. But – Yeah. You got anything else in the lineup? I, I, Hicks Hicks in front of Didi. I know there's a lefty, so now we have four right – Brett Gardner, four righties in a row, then Didi. I don't care. Didi has really good numbers versus lefties. He has really bad numbers versus Hap, though. We'll get into that when we do it yeah. in a little bit. But Didi's better than Hicks. I don't care. Like, lefty Didi is better than righty Hicks. So Didi should get more at-bats. But I don't care. I mean, it's I'm not a big lineup guy. But if, if, if I saw a lot of people complaining about that, and I was like, you know what? There's a lot of credence to that. Even in my brain, I don't really care about the order that much. But even in my brain, like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it, it was a little odd. I mean, Hicks has a homer against Hap, but he also has a 188 batting average. So I, I don't know. You know, it's uh, you, you don't know what the full sing song is in the clubhouse. If if they really were happy with Hicks and they wanted to reward him a little bit, if they just wanted to space out the lefties a little more, even though Guardy's got pretty good numbers against Hap. I don't know. It's no no qualms with it. And it's not going to be the same lineup all the time. I was looking at the Red Sox lineup, and I don't know the nitty-gritty about the Red Sox team, but the way their lineup is set up, it seems like that's going to be the Red Sox lineup a lot of the time. I don't think the Yankees is going to be one set lineup at all. I think it's going to be constantly shifting and changing and like not drastically, but just little things. And you get a lot of teams where you have set lineups, and I'm happy we don't. I think it's going to be fluid, and I and I hope it is. Yeah, I I think the set lineup thing is is fading a little bit, like I talked about with the platoons. But yep. yeah, I mean, I I know I'm number one in the Tyler Austin fan club, but 
the dude rakes against lefties. I, you know, if he keeps showing that, I wouldn't be surprised to see him climb up the lineup against lefties. But yeah. he's he's got to earn that. And hopefully he can stay healthy because he's injury prone as well. Real injury yeah. prone, nagging stuff. Okay, let's go into our series preview. This is kind of an in-depth one. I went crazy and found a lot of information on past starters and stuff like that. In the future, I don't think we're going to be going this. Like once the season kicks, we're going to have series recaps are more important than series previews. But we'll try and do a little little bit of this in the future on a much toned down level. This is our series recap, series preview, and it is brought to you by the Runyon, Damon Runyon 5K, April 15th, Yankee Stadium. It's a walk run. I will be there. I will be walking not running all the way around the Yankee stadium, the third level concourse, the second level concourse, the first you walk all the way through. Then you get to go on the field. You walk on the field. It's April 15th. I'm going to be there. I think my father's going to be with me. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to have a camera like we did spring training, try to talk to some fans. Uh, And then I'll be in town the next two days for the Miami games. So if you go to Damon Runyon and you want to do it and you want to walk, walk, it's for a good cause. And uh, you can get $5 off with, Talking Yanks, no spaces, no capitals. Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks, no space, no capitals. Okay, let's get into it. We got... There was a guy at my doggy daycare yesterday who was wearing a Yankees hat. Told him, you got to listen, Talking Yanks, bro. I told him it's my buddy's thing. I got a little gun shy. (laughs) I was walking, I'm going on morning walks uh, with my girlfriend every day now. Just be a little healthy, you know, a little California in us. Nice. Wake up at 6 o'clock, go for a morning walk. It's good times. Uh, what we what we walked uh, past a guy with a Yankees hat on. And out in California, you never know. I guess in the whole world, you never know. That guy is a fan or wears the hat. But I just say, I just said, go Yanks, and like pointed at his hat. No idea. I don't think he knew he was wearing a Yankees hat. Katie right. was shocked. She was like, he had to be a Yankees fan. He's wearing a Yankees hat. And I'm like, no. You got to preface it. That's that's what I did yesterday. I gave him, hey, Yanks fan? He's like, yeah. And I was actually wearing the backwards hat, so I spun it around like, yeah, me too, man. Yeah. I was hiding it from you, but check this out. <laughs> Go Yanks, brother, man. Yeah. Katie was he was like, well, he's a Yanks fan. He's got the hat on. I was like, he had no idea what I was saying. Didn't He did not want to ask me a Yankees question. No. He's probably a really big Jay-Z fan. Jay-Z made the Yankee hat more famous than the Yankees did. Oh. Hove. All right, Blue Jays. So we start in a, a, a dome. They still call it domes. We started in an indoor field. That kind of sure. sucks. Two years in a row. Rogers Center. Rogers Center, yeah. I like that name, Rogers Center. But I don't like it has a D in there. I'd like it if it was just Roger, like the first name. There's no D. Okay, great. Now I like it more. I'm glad we got Huge that Huge fan of the Rogers Center. Never been. Here's the bad news, Jake. There's some bad news on this series preview. I mean, I know it's opening day. We're all driving in our cars to work. We're all excited, but there's, there's, we don't, we, last year we didn't do the best against the Blue Jays. Only team, <laughs> only team in the AL East we had a losing record against. We were nine and 10 on the season, and we were four and six in Toronto. We had a four game set that we split. And then we went one and two in the next two series. Never won a series in Toronto. I remember last year on the pod saying like, man, I just don't like playing there. It just hasn't been good for us. So hopefully we, we change that around this today. Start off good. We are on a seven-game home opener losing streak. Joe Girardi went two and eight or no, two and Road seven. Road opener? No, just first game of this season. 
Okay, so opener, not home. Opener, not oh yeah, yeah. We uh, uh, Girardi went two and seven, or two and eight, whatever. How many? It, it only had two wins on the first game of the season. So I mean, does it matter? No. Would it be nice to start the year off on a win? Yes. Does it matter at all? No. Okay. We got game one, J. A. Happ versus Luis Severino. I'll just do all the games, and then we'll get into them individually. Game two, sure. Masahiro Tanaka versus, versus Aaron Sanchez. Game three, CC Sabathia versus Marco Estrada. And game four, Sonny Gray versus Stroman. What's Stroman's first name? Uh, Marcus. So they got Marco and Marcus back-to-back. That threw me for a loop. I thought, yep. I, was, I, thought I said something wrong. What's your first question about the starting? Like, if, Say you're a Yankees fan. That's the very first time you found out how the rotations are for both teams. There's some glaring questions, I think, if you don't already know. Yeah, if if you were – I don't think if you're a Yankee fan, you're too surprised, right? We were. I don't see anything from the Yankee side that's too shocking. From the see, Blue Jays side, if you, if you know the division pretty well, you'd be pretty surprised that Stroman's pitching the fourth game, but he was nicked up a little this spring. Nicked up – just three games, like three days back. That's what I was asking on the Periscope when I was doing live play-by-play. I was like, how come Stroman's not the opening day starter or second? And they're like, well, he got nicked up. Like, what? It's three days later. That's He got nicked up just a three-day setback? Or he stubbed his toe real bad? Yeah, well, it's it's you start you have to line up the rotation, and I, I don't think they knew the severity of the injury at first. And, okay, I mean, he's, he's going to be he's, he's gonna be on, like, an 85 pitch count. So Nice. Yeah, so that that is kind of nice. I think CC Sabathia in the three spot was surprising. I think I think a lot of people now think it means Sonny Gray is even get is even worse because I got into big fights about Sonny Gray yesterday because Sonny Gray is a good pitcher. CC is yes. in the three spot because he did so good against Boston last year that the Yankees don't want him. They're gonna make sure he plays in every Boston series and by pitching third in Toronto that allows him to pitch a game in, versus Boston in the next series. So I think that's kind of cool. Like they signed CC for one year deal and they're like, you were four and against Boston with a one point something ERA last year. We want you to do that again. You are our Boston guy. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 I'm making it bigger than it is, but I think it's cool that they, because a lot of people didn't think he was going to pitch on the turf. They pushed him back last year, so he wouldn't yeah. have to pitch on the turf because his knee hurts. Now they're saying, we want you to face Boston more than we're concerned about your knee on the turf, so go out there and get it, big guy. I like that. It's like CeCe's dream, pitch the big games. <laughs> yeah, right? Pitch, and and CeCe also only pitched six innings in spring by design. They gave him like a light workload and a lot of backfield pitching and team at-bats and stuff like that. So they've been, they've been cautious and really – hands-on prepping CC for uh, the season. It's good. Yeah. All right. Sevy versus Hap. Here's some more not-that-great news, everyone. J.A. Hap, the last two years, has dominated the Yankees. He has, in the last two years, he started seven games, only two last year, but five in 2016, and he got a 1.99 ERA 5-0 and record, so two no decisions. And I think it's it's like four hits each game. It, he handled us pretty well, so hopefully we change that. On the other side of things, Sevy, he's had like a couple good games 
versus Toronto, but he's also like if if you go look at the time Sevi has struggled, you'll find a, a chunk of, of Blue Jay games. So hopefully those switch around. We will, I will say the Sevi's last start against Toronto, he's coming off a, a good seven strikeout, seven innings, two run performance. So that's good. That is good. I'll start spinning it upwards a little bit because right, right-handed batters do do a lot better against Hap. Last year, lefties hit 198, 229 OBP. Righties hit 265, 323 OBP. So almost 100 points better OBP-wise, almost 200 points OPS-wise. So, you know, going back to our Tyler Wade talk, you know, low-key, he should be low-key happy he's not in there probably. But, uh, yeah, you just – you hope that the righties are just geared up. And Hap, Hap just seems like one of those guys. He gets a couple strikeouts, but he's he's a 1-3 whip guy. He, he, he lets a couple runners on base. He doesn't give that big inning. It, it feels like the kind of guy the Yankees face, and you feel the frustration in the dugout. Like, we're getting the runners. Why, why aren't we getting them home? Yeah. Um, he's got a cleft lip. So, cleft lip. <laughs> he's got a little – I'm looking at a picture of him. He looks a little like Woody Harrelson to me. Yeah, a little um, creepier version. I don't know. You you just have to figure. So the other thing, I mentioned he, he was tough against lefties. I mentioned briefly earlier, Gardner is 300 against him, something like that. He's like 9 for 30. So expect Gardy to put some at-bats together. And then, you know, Judge Stanton Gary. And our other lefty, Didi, is actually pretty bad against him. He's 2 for 17, which is 118 average with, like, the two hits were nothing. We do have five guys that have home reverse app. Stan, Judge, Hicks. Gardner and Sanchez. So the big righties were saying, okay, we're going to put all four righties together. Now they all have hit a home run off hap in their career and Gardner. So our top five in the order, actually Gardner, judge Stanton, Gary Hicks, one through five have all hit a home run off hap in their career. So they'll all probably do it again. Hap will probably get listed in the second inning, first listing of the season. And it's going to be a very exciting day today. Okay, Jim. Uh, yeah, you wonder if that factored into the Hicks five-hole decision at all, even though his average isn't great. Yeah, and th- this is going to be an obvious series what to watch for thing, but especially with Stroman on a pitch limit that last day, if the Yanks can get to half, if they can get to one of these starters early, that's going to be huge. I know that's obvious for any series, worth the bullpen, et cetera, but especially early in the season when pitch counts are going to be monitored, Talking Jays, they're saying the same thing right now. But well, they don't have a they don't have a guy. Stroman. Yeah, yeah, they don't have a guy on a pitch count pitching the fourth the the fourth day. So that's actually yeah. a good point. All right, and then just real quick, we'll move on to the next the second game tomorrow's game. But people to look out for versus Luis Severino, Justin Smoke crushes Sevy. He's five for twelve with two home runs off him. So not the largest sample size, but pretty decent. Travis and Pilar both have a good amount of a good three for 10, three for seven, nothing crazy, but, but smoke five for 12, two home runs. That's pretty solid numbers against the guy. Yeah. Kendry Morales, two for six. Yeah. Pilar, Travis. I, uh, the, the other thing I got to throw in there, Jimmer, is that, uh, opening day up in Toronto, that's going to be a hostile crowd up there. You know, it's not going to be your, your friendly friends to the North. It's going to be rowdy. They're going to be drinking beers early. They're going to be Molson's. cheering every ball that goes in the sky. They cheer as if it's a home run. It's a, it's 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 so bad that now it's a cliche to even complain about it. Like that's how annoying it's become. Like it's like okay, we know they cheer really loud on every hit. Like ugh. 
But they do. Yeah. Every, every they're like every team does. Every team does, but they are noticeably different. Yeah, I, I mean, think they're. Day, they showed it in the playoffs when they were in it a few years ago. I mean, that was a wild atmosphere, and opening day has that. Yeah, I think it's a little bit like Seattle, where you just got a lot of people yelling and screaming, and not a lot that know what's going on on the field. Yeah, which is fine. Fanhood to some people, yeah. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy it however you want. Let's go on to the next game, and we'll do these a little quicker. But uh, game two, our boy Tuesday, Tuesday Tanaka, Tanaka, Tanaka Tuesday. Tuesday versus Aaron Sanchez on a Friday. So Sanchez was injured last year. He only made eight starts, and we didn't face him at all. In 2016, he had three starts against the Yankees. All were pretty good. Yeah, all were quality starts. But your boy, Tyler Austin, is one for two off Aaron Sanchez with a home run. And it was on his birthday, and it was to tie the game in the eighth inning. So watch out. Is Tyler Austin? Wait, but what is Sanchez? A righty? Yeah. So He's Austin's- a righty, so that that's going to be interesting because if maybe if Austin has a day against Hap, maybe he earns that start. Uh, and then Neil Walker it, doesn't. So it, so maybe today, yeah. if Tyler Austin goes off, has three hit, two hits, and Neil Walker goes hitless, then maybe Tyler Austin stays at first tomorrow because he has a home run off Sanchez and Wade stays and Wade will be at second tomorrow. Maybe yeah, could happen. And we 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 talked about that a little bit towards the end of last year because it started happening a little bit with Ellsbury in the outfield. If <laughs> if you can use that in a good way. You know, hey, Tyler Austin, you hit well today. You'll get the start tomorrow. It's great <laughs> if that turns out to be a bad thing and guys are playing and living in fear, not so good. But Yeah, that is a good point. Like if, if you're rewarding guys for their one-day performance, then you're going to make them play a really tense to get that one-day reward. It goes can, back and forth, yeah. Can I make you blush a little, Jimmy? Yeah. T- talk about Tanaka's numbers against some of these Jays guys. Tanaka? has very good stats. So what I looked up was, first I looked at his career ERA versus the Blue Jays, because he's been around for five years. This is going to be his fifth year in the league. So he's had four years, four and a, three and a half, whatever. 2.95 career ERA versus the Blue Jays. Spoiler alert, that's pretty good. Last year, he had five starts. One was terrible. One was amazing. Led uh, Highest strikeouts he's ever had in his career, 15. I just made a montage of that that I will post tomorrow as a tweet before the game. And the Blue Jays swings are in like embarrassing, 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 embarrassing swings. But here's the really fun part. There's some guys on this team that Tanaka straight up owns. Donaldson is five for 31, which is a 1.61, 161 batting average. That's not even that bad in comparison to Kendrys Morales who is one for 17 or Justin smoke who is one for 18 with seven strikeouts and Tulowitzki is Oh, for seven has never got a hit off Tanaka. Those aren't slumps. That's Donaldson smoke Tulowitzki and Morales. Those are some uh, big hitters in their lineup that Tanaka just hasn't been, has them in his back pocket. The little bit of a downer news is that Tanaka hasn't won a game in the Rogers center uh, in two years. Yeah. But like like you said, the the numbers speak pretty good there. A couple good numbers. I mean, Gary and Judge are all one for three against Sanchez. Aaron Hicks one for one. Keep it rolling, Big Daddy. There you go. There you go. Ronald Torres one for three. We're not even talking about him. Almost <laughs> but, forgot about little baby toe completely. Someone asked me about him today. I was yeah. like, oh, Hill? What? Who that tough. guy? Yeah, tough. Wade, Wade, tough, Wade, but, Wade, 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 Wade Star. 
All right, game three, we got yeah. Sabathia. But you want to keep? You got more for game two? I was just saying the rhythm of the series. You know, they they've got Hap going opening day. He's got good numbers against the Yankees. It's opening day in Toronto, and knowing Tanaka's numbers against a lot of guys in that lineup, it's just something to keep in the back of your head if if they throw the kitchen sink at us with Hap on the mound because they know Tanaka is going to be a struggle tomorrow. All right. Game three, CC Sabathia versus Marco Estrada. Estrada is an interesting case because his career ERA versus the Yankees is 4.03, which isn't good, but it's a little misleading because he has a lot of really good games against us, but then he's got a few garbage games, which blowed up that ERA because when he's bad, he's really bad, which leads to numbers like this. Judge is seven for 14 with two home runs off Estrada. Seven for 14. Gary is four for 16 with four home runs. At one point, Gary was four for eight with four home runs, and all the home runs came on changeups. Pretty wild. Giancarlo has three home runs off him, is four for 11. And Neil Walker, our boy, Neil, eight for 25, which is a 320 batting average with three home runs. So we have some guys on this team that, fare pretty well against Estrada. And uh, I think Estrada is, it's it's uh, black or white. There's no gray area. It's either he's on the list and getting pulled in the third inning or he's going all seven and keeping the game in close and it's not going to be his fault if the Blue Jays lose. Yeah, and I, I didn't realize, so I, I was getting some, because actually the, the MLB.com matchups section of their website has some pretty good stuff there, but it's the last five years against the Yankees hitters. And in the last five years, the numbers actually get better. Giancarlo is <laughs> in seven at-bats in the past five years. He's hitting 571 with three homers. Neil Walker's hitting 400 oh, wow. um, in his past 15 at-bats. Uh, so, yeah, the Yanks the Yanks have to be licking their chops, Ian Estrada. Yep. Uh, Sabathia has a 3.63 ERA career versus the Blue Jays. Now, his career is so long that it's hard to even like look at that and say, well, that's going to translate to uh, Sunday because you know he's not the fire thrower young stud anymore. But then I looked at his ERA in the Rogers Center because you know it isn't turf and stuff like that. Three point one one, even better. So he likes pitching there throughout his career. That's good. Last year he had five starts against Toronto, and he didn't make it past the fifth in three of them. Uh, not great. His best was the last of the season as well when the the Jays were kind of in a lull because they weren't making the playoffs. Uh, and he only went five and two-thirds, but no runs. So there's not much for CC. I mean, he's a gamer. So you just got to watch C- his C- first C- inning. CC's going to CC, you know? Yeah. He usually doesn't he – he usually takes him after the first inning to figure out what he has today, what he doesn't have today, and what he's got to do. The only one, the only stat that I saw was good was Devin Travis is one for twenty off CC, so that's bad. He, yeah, Travis and Tulowitzki are pretty brutal. Uh, Smoke's okay. Uh, Donaldson's been solid. Russell Martin with some good numbers and Kendry Morales too. And Steve Pierce keeps popping up with decent numbers against these guys. So I, I guess watch out for Steve Pierce this series. But yeah, the I mean CC's going to do his thing. He's yeah. He's all right, game four. We got battle of the short short guys. Sonny Gray versus Marcus Stroman. 
two short guys, one with the short man's complex, one pretty chill and relaxed and uh, knows himself. And uh, yeah, Marcus Stroman, I don't like his, I don't like his presence on the mound. He reminds me of Chris Archer, just like. If I was their Little League coach, I'd be like, dude, your body language sucks. You're garbage. Shut up. Stop. A lot of people say he has swag. I don't see it. I, I think he's a little pipsqueak on the mound. But he's good. And I don't think of him as good anymore because the first game he pitched against the Yankees last year, we lit him up and he got pulled in the third inning. And Judge has really good numbers off of him. And the combination of those things, I was like, I was, I looked at the numbers like, oh, yeah, we hit Stroman well. We don't. He, he – Pitches against us pretty well. He had one the the next four games of the season. He handled the Yankees lineup pretty well. He's a good pitcher, top pitcher in the league. Uh, so, but Judge is six for twelve with three home runs off him. Six for twelve yeah. off Stroman, coming off the seven for fourteen versus Estrada. Hopefully, all those come true. Do I even have? Yeah, I have Judge's numbers versus Toronto in his career: three thirty-seven batting average. 450 on base percentage and 10 home runs in 24 games. Now they're not on the level of the Orioles. It's crazy that he hits a team better than he hits the Blue Jays, but he is a Blue Jays and Orioles crusher. Yeah, that must drive Stroman's Napoleon complex up a wall a little bit. Uh, Since Judge is a huge, huge motherfucker. Right. Um, man, he, he was, Stroman's really good. He was, he was fourth in the AL and ERA last year, 309. Uh, eighth in the Cy Young voting. He's he's good, man. It's it's going to be a work the pitch count day, especially because of you know he's coming off being injured in uh, yeah. spring training, and he was he was tenth in uh in the AL in walks last year. Not that it's really a bugaboo. He did he did clip two hundred innings, so expect that to be a, a Yankees day work the count, try to get him out of there, especially if they've worked on the bullpen earlier in the week. Knowing a pitcher has a pitch count is kind of – is it a good thing or a bad thing? Because I think it's, a, it's a mind F both ways because yeah. you know the pitcher's coming after you, and if he starts getting you, you say, shoot. <laughs> yeah, and also like you, you're trying to work the count so much that you might be taking yourself out of your natural game a little right. bit. So it, it is weird knowing that Stroman's going to have a pitch count. All right. And then um, Sonny Gray has incredible stats versus the, versus the Blue Jays. 2.47 ERA versus the Jays in his career. 2.32 at the Rogers Center. Wait, Sonny Gray has good stats? Yeah. This guy. I feel like we have to keep telling people that. I love the guy who tweeted at me and said he's average in every way. And I said, yeah, except his above average stats. Yes. Because he's a top-tier pitcher in the league. And and, uh, again, and the only reason I say that is because of the stats that back it up. Right. Yeah. My uh, Again, I have the, the last five years against some of the Toronto's hitters. Kendry Morales is two for 20. Kevin Pillar is hitting 176 and 17 at-bats. Smoke is hitting 160 and 25 at-bats. Donaldson solid. Um, in 12 at bats, but yeah, that that's um, it's I I don't I don't know if I want to give too much away, but that's uh, I don't know I I think the Yankees are going to be going into that game with at least two W's, so wow. I I think the the Jays are really going to be leaning on Estrada, where I don't know the Yankees will be playing. I think they'll be playing with house money a little bit. Yeah. 
Uh, in, in three games last year, Sonny Gray went six innings in all three, zero runs in the first, two runs in the second, and one run in the third. So three really good games against the Jays last year. Hopefully he continues. He looked so good in his in in that um, start against the Braves, the exhibition game. And I know it's just an exhibition game, but he was working quick. His shit had bite, and he was attacking the zone. I really hope that is the same guy we see this series that we saw last week or a couple days ago in Atlanta. It was fun to watch him. Did you catch any of those highlights? Yeah, I saw some of the highlights, and Gray Gray got the rug pulled out from him a little bit last year because of the Yankees' playoff race. They couldn't give him the leash that he's normally used to. And it just felt like he had a couple bad luck moments. That Mets game, he was pitching beautifully, and then they hit the walk-off. I, I don't know. You just obviously rooting for Sonny Gray. But if if Sonny Gray starts getting the momentum and the crowd behind him and the team behind him and puts a couple of a couple of starts together that Sonny Gray can do, a couple six innings, seven innings, one run, no runs, I think the, the Gray train's taken off from the station. There's a line I use now. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's the end of the series preview. Yeah. Now, this was an in-depth, like, uh, we're at 40 minutes. This was a long series preview. We're not going to be doing these throughout the whole season this long because it's its own episode, and we're not going to do that. But on Twitter, I do, like, I do look up these. So it's what I started doing last year on Twitter because this is shit that I would look up on my own just so I knew what to look for when I was watching the game. Like, who's got good numbers? Who's got bad numbers? All that. And then I started tweeting it out. And people like those. So if you if you want this stuff, follow me on Twitter at JohnBoy underscore, and I post those. But let us know, was this too in-depth, too statty, too, mon- too many numbers for you guys to listen to? Did we just get you bored for opening day? Or was this great? Did you like it? It's it's stuff that you would never look up on your own and you enjoy. I'm, I'm very curious, so tweet me, email us at TalkingYanks at gmail.com. All that stuff. But most importantly, enjoy the game today. Yeah, enjoy baseball. What's a final what to watch for for the Jays series, Jimmer? I'm going to watch for the way they pitch Judge and the way they pitch Stanton back-to-back. So are they going to start Judge off with, like last year it was high and in, low and away for Judge. They have completely different batting stances. Judge is open and Stanton's incredibly closed. So how are pitchers going to navigate Judge, then Stanton? First pitch fastball, first pitch off speed. Are they gonna? Is it? Are they gonna attack their str- their out pitches? Are gonna be in the same place? Are they gonna st- stay away from? Ju- I don't know. I'm interested to see that. Yeah, I'm. I guess I'll <laughs> I'll go away from the big guys a little bit. Like we mentioned, the Tyler Austin, Neil Walker, Tyler Wade situation. That's that's gonna be fluid a little bit. I'm I'm gonna say this. How about so Walker Walker starts the first day with Tyler Austin. I say Tyler Austin gets the start the next day against Sanchez. They put Walker on the bench. Wade comes in. So the first three days, all three of them take a seat one day, and then whoever doesn't play the best. Everyone plays two out of three. Whichever two play the best plays the final game. A little mini battle. I'm excited to see Tyler Wade's speed and what that brings to the game, and I'm really excited to see Tanaka and, and hope he can look sharp. I'm excited for everything. That's about it. All right, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back. When does this series end, Jake? Today is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday morning. We will have a series recap. If you haven't listened 
to the series recaps from last year. If you don't know how we do it, it's fun. We got awards. We got little topics, big topics, small topics, large topics. And then we got awards. The awards are fun. It's jokes. This was very stat heavy. Our episodes usually aren't that very stat heavy. Go Yankees. Jake, are they going Are they going 4-0 or are they going 3-1? Why would either of us predict a split or a losing series? So which so yeah, which I was gonna wonder if we were if we were gonna do serious predictions this year. Either way, I'm seeing a three-one, three-one Yanks. I'm going three-one as well. Uh, I mean, it's not like a cocky thing. Like, yeah, there's no way we lose this. It's just why would I ever predict to be right? We're not gonna be a good prediction. I not a good prediction show because uh, the bias is as heavy as um, Jake. <laughs> the human meatball. I weigh, I weigh more than Jake. And then, Jake, one more question. Are we putting any of these starting pitchers on the list? Will any of them get removed from the game before the fifth inning is over? I mean, Stroman is a default. Well, we'll see. It could be a default or it could be not. That's a game-time decision. He's, he's going on the list. And throw Hap on there, too. I, I, say, I say we get to Hap. I mean, just those three righties in a row is just for, for a left-handed pitcher to navigate that, uh, especially without dominant stuff. And then uh, I, I think they'll try to stretch out Sanchez and Estrada because of that. So give me, give me two listers. Two listers. All right. Thank you guys very much. We will see you on Monday. Find us on Twitter in the meantime and find my review, uh, game recaps on Twitter, on Instagram. Do whatever you want to do. Most importantly, enjoy the game today. It's opening day. Baseball's back in our lives. 